honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. Please bear with me. I'm not quite feeling my best, but should be better in a week or so, hopefully, or less. Hopefully less than a week. Maybe five minutes from now, it'd be even better. God willing, but... Uh, Timberwolves aren't feeling so good right now. Not a very good week. The scores aren't that ugly, but, well, a loss is a loss, and, well, that's all we had this week. Three games, three losses. And the number three is going to be prominent today. We're going to call this episode the number three because, well, three losses. Let's just say the third quarter was pretty damaging in most games, especially the Rockets game. And three players are now out for the season. No surprise. Um, They're just declared them, it's time to shut them down. Uh, Robert Covington, no surprise. It's just, you know, he just, it seemed like he's never going to come back. He hasn't played a single game in the year of 2019. He literally stopped playing on December the 31st. So that's just kind of all she wrote. I missed Robert Covington. Would have been great to have him on board, but he wasn't. So the bruised, uh, bruised leg there. So unfortunately, no return for him, a bruised thigh. Uh, bruised bone, bruised contusion situation, basically. the a contusion in his leg. Uh, then you have Derrick Rose, oft injured, oft and on, throughout the season with the ankles mostly. It's kind of like that. And then you have Jeff Teague with the sore knee, off and on, off and on. So they finally just said, bleep it, shut things down. And as Dan Barrero might tell you, it's tanking responsibly, I suppose, because, well, they're, they're not healthy anyway. What's the point? Uh, we have two games to preview coming up. So this show might not be too long, not a whole lot of interaction. And I don't know, again, not really that ugly games in terms of well, you know, they didn't lose by a whole lot, but they lost all of them, and the season's over. I mean, when it comes to the postseason, the season's over, unfortunately. Still things to talk about, obviously, and hopefully heading into the draft and all that, that this, this team can improve, and is uh, Ryan Saunders going to be the coach of the future, all that. A lot of people think so, but, well, that's that's yet to be determined who will be the general manager. So going into the offseason, there'll be a lot to talk about, and it's always fun to talk about these type of things. It's at least you're not stuck with the depression of Tom Thibodeau anymore, so that's good. We're, we're over that. That's over with. We get to bring in uh, some new blood, and hopefully it's good blood this time. <laughs> that was that was a rough situation. Oh, Lord. Well, we all kind of knew, didn't we? We all kind of knew it wasn't going to be the best situation coming into that, but, well, we, we dreamed for a minute or two that just maybe it would truly work out. Minnesota loses on March the 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Sunday in Houston, Texas, 117-102. This was probably the worst game of the three. In fact, it, it was, mostly because of the third quarter and such. Houston, again, 10 threes, a ties a franchise record. That's 30 points on three-pointers in just one quarter. 43 points for the Houston Rockets. Believe it or not, it was the Timberwolves' second-best scoring uh, quarter in the game. Timberwolves were playing well throughout the whole first half. They are either ahead or tied or down by a very small margin throughout the whole first half. And you felt, okay, maybe maybe we're going to continue our dominance over Houston this year. The Timberwolves had already played very well against this club in Target Center, but the Timberwolves' road record this year is just not up to par and just continued exactly the way things have gone. Josh Akogi must have heard last show because he was uh, averaging about three points a game, and I was bringing that up. So this whole week, I mean, definitely a factor. 21 points in this game. Three of seven from downtown. What a great game from Josh Akogi. 
you're always going to get that tenacious, in-your-face defense. But then when you add the offense, and then you see just how good this young man could possibly be, Tyus Jones didn't score a single point. He guided the offense reasonably well. Um, no turnovers, and that's Tyus Jones right there. No turnovers in about 30 minutes on the floor. Tyus Jones is your starting point guard, if you like it or not. There is no Derrick Rose. There is no Jeff Teague. And you know what? I'm perfectly fine with Tyus Jones. He doesn't turn the ball over, and that's good. He's a good, solid, steady, dare I say, veteran point guard. I don't think he's a veteran, but a young up-and-coming uh, Cameron Reynolds would hit a few threes last night against the Charlotte Hornets. Beautiful uniforms, beautiful arena. Not a very good team, but the Wolves didn't win that game either. Uh, Cameron Reynolds did hit some threes yesterday. That was fun to see, but in this one, he attempted to and missed them both and scored zero points in 15 minutes. Um, that's pretty much where we're at, having uh, guys that were, you know, inked for the rest of the season uh, and all that. But I think Cameron Reynolds is a guy you could bring back into the summer and all that and into training camp next year and give him a shot. I kind of like him. Uh, Jared Terrell hung around all season. He's been okay as well. Uh, you know, Luol Deng, I don't think he's going to play anymore this year either. It's kind of like, what's the point at this stage? Giving Kata Bates' job is worth it. You know, giving him a chance to play is what I'm trying to say is worth it. And you still have Jared Bayless to be the backup the rest of the season, What what's left of it, basically. And, uh, well, that's just all there is to say about that. Uh, only a few games left. Ten games remaining. We're 32-40. and 40. Again, do the math there. No, is it even ten? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's nine games remaining. Timberwolves, obviously, again. Definitely on the outside looking in, and the number three certainly biting us in the booty during the course of this week. The three players finally just shutting them down and moving on, which you figured, I guess, just just do it. Like, screw it. Why, why even tempt fate anymore? Especially if, well, if you want to bring Rose back, I'm kind of... Uh, you know, I'm bringing Derek Rose back. Again, it depends on how much. Plain as day, he's very good, very valuable, but he can't stay healthy, this and that. He just gets banged up. I mean, his ankles are just, you know, whatever it is. His knee probably gets sore, obviously, for, you know, what he went through before that. And Jeff Teague, well, he's an expiring contract next year, so obviously money coming off of our books or someone else's in a possible trade. So there's that. And who's the other guy? Covington, obviously, you bring him back, and that's good. That's a good thing. I mean, everybody loves Robert Covington. Uh, he's worth every penny, this and that, and he'll be a great addition. We could have sure used him if we were going to hope to make the postseason this year, but when your best defensive player and a guy who just brought positive vibes into the locker room and all the above doesn't play a single game in the calendar year of 2019 leading into, well, the month of April almost here, well, what, what the hell can you do? So that's pretty much where the Wolves stand at the end of the day. Play the Golden State Warriors now, Tuesday the 19th. Well, the Timberwolves were off to a great start. You get off to a 22-9 start. It felt good, and you just knew that was going to evaporate, and sure it did. Uh, the Wolves started off with a 20-2 run, which gave us that 22-9 uh, <laughs> lead. So, of course, Golden State with an early little start there, and it evaporated, and the Wolves didn't even win the first quarter. So, can, can you imagine that? Basically, from the point it was 22-9, Golden State outscored the Timberwolves 21 to five. Yuck. That's pretty lame. It's pretty lame. And, well, it was kind of a semi-close game the rest of the way. The Warriors just kind of teased us and hung in there. And then Steph Curry started hitting everything like always, which uh, it's just annoying to watch. I mean, a, a lot of you love him, but I don't. He's annoying to watch as far as I'm concerned. But at least he didn't do any of that stupid uh, histrionics, and I don't think he needed to. You know, I mean, what's the point? You're playing against a depleted Timberwolves team in their house, what's the point, you know, to, to do all that stuff, I guess save that for something else, or just, well, recognize that you're like 30 now, and don't need to, don't really need to do that stuff anymore, 
<laughs> I mean, Clay Thompson's catch, uh, Clay Thompson's poor four-point play is what really got the whole thing started from that 22-9 to situation, and then, well, that was kind of all she wrote. Uh, Australian Andrew Bogut has returned from playing in Australia. Wow, once again, the last year and a half or so, he's back in the NBA, back with the Warriors, and, well, he played 13 minutes and scored two points, and that's about all she wrote there, but nice to see him again. Carl uh, Anthony Towns had some really sweet moves, some great plays in this game, but again, just not a good overall night. For the record, Andrew Wiggins had 14 points against the Rockets, and it was another, you know, like way below average shooting type of game in the 30s. Tonight, much better, or this particular night, I should say, Tuesday night against the Golden State Warriors. This would not be the Wolves' annual defeat of the Warriors, and I'm not sure we're going to do it this year, but maybe. There's just not that much energy with this team right now. Uh, so maybe we, we will get swept this season, unfortunately. Uh, Josh Okoge, continuing his stellar play, made half of his threes, three of six, 19 points. Great to see Josh Okoge playing well, and well, you, you got a good performance from Wiggins, you got a good performance from Okoge, you got help for Carl Anthony Towns, but uh, I don't know, it just still wasn't enough, I guess, at the end of the day. 117-107. Giving up 117 to Golden State isn't exactly that bad, though, when you consider what this team usually does. They score like 125 a game half the time, so nice overall night, but in that sense, keeping them limited, particularly early in the game, but I don't know, when it, when it mattered, they hit their shots, and it was just the same old story. Uh, Kevin Durant did basically nothing until the fourth quarter, then he started nailing threes. He made all three of his three-pointers in the fourth, Wound up with 17 points, and a lot of people call him the Slim Reaper, and I guess that's what he was in this game. So, Jonas Derebko off the bench, 18 points. That was interesting to see, but I loved what Carl uh, Anthony Towns brought in this game. Obviously, some of those awesome moves around Bogut and others along the way. Big-time dunk. I do have a question, though. I mean, are, there, are we the Timberwolves, or are we the Prince Wolves? You know what I mean? I mean, we it's it's a novel thing. <clears throat> These purple jerseys, they look cool and everything. I think they're cool and all that, but is that our new jersey, like, permanently now, or what's going on? Like, I thought the Timberwolves were blue, navy blue. Isn't that what we're supposed to be? So now we're a purple team? So we have two purple teams playing in Minnesota now? It's cool and everything, and it's novel. It's a novel thing, but, I mean, should it be, like, almost every game? And that's kind of what it's turning into. So I think the novelty wears off when you turn it into, like, every single game. So I don't know. I'm not meaning to complain about it, but I find it odd a little bit. Um, I like the speak the word colors with the, uh, that's the old church in Golden Valley that we used to go to before going to Living Word. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets with the speak the word colors back in the old days. That I, I just love those late 80s colors those Charlotte Hornets have. The purple and the and the teal. Beautiful colors. And then, of course, the Timberwolves with the purple as well in this game. Again, all three games this week. I guess we're just honoring Prince and not really winning games. We were owing to our season and owing to Prince at the same time, I suppose. Um, nice purple uniforms, I guess. But, again, it's a novel thing. But is the novelty wearing off a little bit when they're wearing them every single game. Don't you think it's wearing off a tiny bit? Oh my goodness. Tyus Jones had a turnover in the game, but still seven assists, so his assist to turnover ratio has got to be about tops in the league. Okoge had his weakest offensive game, but he still played very well, very aggressive, ten points, but he missed all three of his, or all four of his threes, and that was disappointing down the stretch as the Timberwolves watched the Hornets slowly pull away after playing well most of the game, and, and then you got Kemba, the Kemba, Kemba, the Timberwolf killer walker, basically doing what he does late in the game. Tore the Timberwolves a new one down the stretch. He, would, he didn't shoot particularly well in the game, but when it mattered, he did. He hit his one three-pointer late in the game out of eight. 
ultimately still went up with 31 points despite some sloppy play. Uh, Jeremy Lamb as well, despite some sloppy and some sloppy play and many missed shots, still kind of picked it up down the stretch. Uh, Malik Mung, four of seven off the bench. Just a nice, solid performance for him. Frank Kaminsky was pretty much invisible. Again, that's Carl's old nemesis from college when the Wisconsin Badgers knocked out Kentucky and went all the way to the championship game, which hopefully the Gophers can do this year. Yeah, right, but still got to beat Michigan State to even get to the Sweet 16, but nice uh, overall victory for the Minnesota Gophers. Uh, Richard Pitino and the Gophers, huge shout-out to them, pulling off the victory over Louisville, the, uh, of course, former <laughs> former team for uh, Rick Pitino, the legend of the uh, Louisville Cardinals there, but... Um, Man, I like Louisville. I especially liked him when Ricky Bettino was coaching, but, well, it is what it is. College basketball, college football, college this, college that. It's like scandal after scandal, and it's quite a shame. Mostly basketball and football so far, but hopefully you don't hear anything in other sports. Oh, of course there's in other sports, but we'll just leave that alone. Other people can talk about that all day and wear you out with that conversation if they so desire. Uh, Cameron Reynolds, a couple of big three-pointers early in the fourth, late in the third. That was nice and helpful and kept the Wolves in the game. But I don't know, just a nondescript, quiet Thursday night. 113-106. Again, beautiful uniforms. Love the arena. The Charlotte Hornets are just, you know, they're disappointing this year. I thought they would have a winning record and it doesn't look good. 32-39 and isn't really going to get it done. They're not really any better than us and we don't win on the road at all. I mean, the Wolves road record is just abysmal and abominable and whatever the word is it's whatever the word is it sucks and it's pretty much <clears throat> the end of the story when it comes to the Timberwolves this season it has been an extremely rough go on the road you had a solid wins on, at, at home you have six wins in a row at home but we weren't at home oh actually no that ended with Golden State pardon me I'm going crazy with that one but uh yep that ended with the Warriors of course it looked all great at the beginning and well, you just lose a couple more road games to boot, and here we are, 32-40, and 40, and very much on the outside looking in. Charlotte Hornets are, what, three games out of the playoffs right now, three games, and that's a much bigger gap than you'd think, of course, when you have less than 10 games remaining, so not sure the Charlotte Hornets are going to make it. Obviously, the Timberwolves are 10 games out, so it's over, basically. Um, mathematically, over. It's all it's all done. That's been It's been good, hasn't it? 9-29 and 29 on the road. I mean, you know, most teams aren't going to have good road records, but, I mean, Dallas is 6-30, and 30, but they're, you know, they only have 28 wins on the season. So it's like, what's what's the deal? So, again, Everwell's road record is definitely the story of the season, along with just injury after injury after injury of guys that couldn't even stay healthy, and Carl Anthony Towns missed three games this year. That's That never happens. Obviously, the first three games of his life ever missed that weird situation where his knee popped a little bit, and he missed only one game, miraculously. He missed both of the New York Knicks games, which is funny, which were both wins, which is pretty funny considering the circumstances there. Could you, when you consider just how valuable Carl Anthony Towns has officially become to this team during this season, more than others even, because you had Wiggins scoring in other seasons. This season, he's not scoring for anything, so uh, when it comes to Wiggins. Um, so... Just one out of ten games, Wiggins has 20 points this year, it seems like. And I don't know. And then you get Rose with a little hot run, and then he misses the next game because he played too much. Or he sneezed. He sneezed, and now his knees hurt again. So that's basically the case with uh, Derek Rose. Uh, Jeff Teague sneezed, and his, his knee soreness came back. Or he played 20 minutes in one game and scored 17 points. Well, he's out. So that's basically what kind of season it's been. The number three definitely 
is the title of this episode in a big way. Three losses, horrible third quarter against the Rockets, horrible third quarter against the Warriors. Well, not really. Just the world's just it was a horrible fourth quarter against the Warriors. And not a good fourth quarter against the Charlotte Hornets either. Just stunk at the end of the day. The margin wasn't so bad. It's just the fact you let the Warriors or the Hornets pull away when it mattered. And, well, that's what happened. So, the Alpha Wolf Award for this episode, if it's not Carl Anthony Towns, who is it? I mean, who the heck else could it be? I guess Josh Kogi would get an honorable mention for it. Second place, Tyus Jones third because he controls the ball and all that. He did not shoot well in Charlotte, though, and that would have helped. 15 attempts, only six made. Gosh, just just about one-third of his shots went in. I'm surprised Tyus Jones actually attempted 15 shots. You look at that and you're stunned. Wiggins actually performed better against Charlotte. 8 of 15. Not a bad game for Andrew Wiggins, I have to admit. And he was good against uh, Golden State. So, two games in a row with 20 points, which I was begging for on the last episode. So, he ain't getting no uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial in this episode. Sharich was solid, was steady. Just the overall fourth quarters, I'd have to say. Uh, Jared Bayless I, is very uninspiring to watch as well. God bless him. I know he tries hard, and obviously he's a better player than what he's showed lately. Uh, obviously he is, but I don't know. There's no definite, definitive uh, Johnny Flynn memorial for me, I suppose. Gorgie Zhang was very solid in Charlotte as well, I thought. I, I think Gorgie Zhang is a much better player than people give him credit at the end of the day. Sure, he's got a mid-range shot, and oh, the mid-range shot is for his, like, dinosaurville. Ah, if, if you can hit a mid-range shot, if you can actually make a shot, that's what matters if it goes in. Not if he shot the ball. Not, not where he shot it, as long as it goes in. If it's a stupid shot and he misses every single time and doesn't stop taking it, Andrew Wiggins, then it's a bad shot. Just look at it that way with common sense. So, Johnny Flynn Memorial, generally the injuries, I'd have to say. Just, it's depressing. You can, you just, it's bullcrap that we never got to see uh, Robert Covington the entire uh, 2019 portion of this season. So, total bullcrap at the end of the day. So, we'll wrap up this segment and preview only two games. Wrap it up with a very, very minuscule fan interaction. Very, very quiet show, unfortunately. Well, maybe next year, hopefully, a few of these guys can stay healthy, or just replace them with someone who can. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, it is what it is. Certain guys are just not going to come back, and other guys are playing well, and other guys are just mediocre, and we're going to miss the playoffs. But, well, we get to look forward to draft night again, which I think it's fun. I love draft night. I love it. There's always this hope that here here he comes. Here comes the next, uh, who knows, you know, somebody who can really help this franchise in a big way. Back in the day, you're hoping he could be the next star of the team. But, well, we have our star of the team. We just need somebody who can help, obviously. And... John Jacoby's done that. You bring in another guy who's similar to that. Maybe a guy who could play defense, but also can score maybe a little bit better. This and that. Somebody who could hit some threes would be very, very helpful to this franchise coming in to next season. I love draft night. I always take it off. So it's fun to watch, fun to keep up with. Memphis Grizzlies, the favorite team of Wayne Hunt, the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast. Major shout out to them like every show. And occasionally I forget, which is sad, but it, it is what it is. You know, they, they forget on occasion or they're busy with some other topic. And you know what I mean? You get to the end of the show and you're like, oh, whoops. So once in a while you get locked into whatever you're talking about or 
God knows. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, I love that baby blue color. I actually really do. It's, it's actually not even baby blue. It's more of a periwinkle. That, that sky blue as it gets to be kind of into the twilight of a day. I love that color. So, love what the love the Memphis Grizzlies colors, this and that. Uh, Hank McCoy, of course, out of Sydney, Australia. Vince Germano and Stu Benson, both Laker fans. And I have nothing against the Lakers, really, other than it's a shame that uh, things really fell apart this season for them. I thought they were going to have a much better year, but I don't know. Hopefully, for their sake, LeBron James hasn't hit the wall. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like Vince has always said, Father Time is undefeated. It is. So, <laughs> everybody gets old. Memphis Grizzlies, 20th in the league in field goal percentage, 28th in three-point percentage, so they'll probably hit like 19 threes on us. Uh, Houston had, I don't even remember. I don't even want to know. I think it was something like 19. They're 30th in scoring, so they're, yeah, obviously they keep teams way down uh, to their level in scoring, and that's how they win a couple games. 29 and 42 on the season, 29th in rebounds. No more Marcus Soule, which I hope means a Wolves victory, but generally speaking, it hasn't. So, I'm not sure where to go with this. Uh, Avery Bradley has suited up for this club this year now after the trade. Mike Conley still getting paid a bajillion dollars, and he's playing well, but it's, I don't know. He's playing well. Is he worth the money? No, not not really. Uh, you don't have to agree with me on saying that. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies with an impressive victory very recently, though, ending uh, Houston's hot streak in Memphis in overtime, 126-125. That's actually quite impressive. Half the time, I don't even know who's on what team anymore because people get traded, and it's a team that you don't keep up with super close all the time. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Obviously, Marcus Soule's on Toronto and has a chance to compete for an NBA championship, but I don't know. they got to beat the Warriors. Somebody's got to knock that team off. And, of course, they got to get past uh, Milwaukee first to even get there, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Jonas Valle, obviously a very valuable player. Sianis, sorry about that. Um... Obviously, he's had his moments with uh, Memphis <laughs> and with Toronto once upon a time as well. He's averaging 19 points a game now for Memphis in this short time. Their non-playoff team, Marshawn Books, made his return to this club. Not really hitting his shots. Uh, like a year ago, he was incredible. I remember that. Came back out of the dead, literally from basketball scrap. He even had an awesome little run there. Uh, Memphis is 3-2 and two in their last five, to be, to be fair, and the teams they lost to. Huh. They beat Utah. Wow. 114-104. It wasn't Memphis, but still. Orlando's a dangerous team at times. 105-97 in Memphis. Three days later, uh, in Atlanta, the Memphis Grizzlies lose 132-111. to Wow. 135-128 in Washington three days later. And then they beat the Rockets. Wow. 126-125. But I suppose the Wolves beat the Rockets at home, too. I don't know. These road games... I mean, where, where do you go with this? It's at Memphis. I, I I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, the Wolves have been awful on the road, and it seems like we never win in this place. So, where do you really go with it? I don't have a good vibe right now. I think Minnesota does... I, I think it's going to be very similar to the Charlotte game. It'll be close. The Wolves will be in it the whole time, and then Memphis will pull away. Like, Mike Conley will hit a couple threes or something. He's one of the only guys who can hit him. Obviously, Avery Bradley can hit threes. Obviously, that's why Minnesota wanted him in the offseason. And, of course, we didn't get him, unfortunately. Uh, they're not a good three-point shooting team, but they'll hit him when they need to. That's what I'm afraid of will, will probably happen down the stretch. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a 36% three-point shooter as well. I think the Grizzlies win. It's like one... Whew, it's going to be really low scoring. You're not going to see that 135 type of nonsense like like the Atlanta game. That was crazy. How how did Atlanta score 135 against this team? I, I have no idea. 
So I'm thinking like 108, 102, something along the likes of that. Carl will get his 20, 20, 20, 25 points, 18 rebounds. Hopefully Wiggins shows up. Will he? Will he not? I have no idea. We're done worrying about if Rose, Teague, or Covington ever come back. We're done worrying about that. They're not coming back. So that's just kind of all she wrote there at the end of the day. Um, but I think just think Memphis pulls away, wins the game down the stretch. That's just a nasty, crappy vibe I get going into this one, which now we head into a tease game several days later. Saturday the 23rd is the Memphis game. Minnesota loses by six in Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies win at least their 30th game there. Los Angeles Clippers come to target center. A team that's fighting for the final spot in the Western Conference. And I think they're going to get it, ultimately. They're playing really, really well, generally speaking. Uh, no Tobias Harris, but Lou Williams has been insanely good. Uh, he's gotten even better, actually, with the absence of Tobias Harris off to a almost overstacked Philadelphia team. Because what's Tobias's Harris, Tobias Harris's role? And he deserves to be like a second or third best player on a lot of teams when he's like the fourth, or, when he's like the fourth guy on that team. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Clippers, second in the league in three-point percentage, and that helps with Lou Williams getting hot from uh, beyond the arc on occasion. Obviously, he's had a heck of a year, 20 20 points a game and all that, 35%. Tobias Harris, see, that helped earlier in the season, 43%. But now Danilo Gallinari is about 44%. And Shamit's 46%. So these guys can hit threes, at least a few of them. In a lot of ways, you think it spells lost for Minnesota, and it's a crappy matchup on occasion, but I think the Wolves could beat this team, and it's a home game, and, you know, the Wolves play well at home, and they suck it on the road. <sighs> Where do you go with this one? It's it's kind of a back and forth. Um, I don't want to pick the Wolves to lose five games in a row. It, it doesn't sound fun. Uh, Memphis, or excuse me, the Clippers, at the end of the day, are... Wow, they're 4-1 in their last five. Extremely impressive. They beat the Celtics 140-115 to 115 on March 11th. 125-104 loss, hosting the Portland Trailblazers a day later. So the whole back-to-back, no-leg situation. They crushed the Bulls. Well, not really. 128-121. They beat Brooklyn, who's playing really well. Huge comeback the other day. 119-116. Brooklyn's going to probably make the Eastern Conference playoffs. And they beat the Indiana Pacers. Not bad. 115-109, a team that's still hanging on to home court advantage in the first round. They might be playing the Celtics in the first round. That'll be a fun matchup, Indy versus Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm looking forward to the playoffs this year, to be quite frank. Um, I think the Clippers could do a little damage against Golden State. What do you think of that? Uh, they, they won't win the series, but again, I do think they'll do a little bit of damage. Uh, Minnesota and Clippers this season, it's been a split. Lost in Los Angeles on the 5th of November, way back during cleanup season, 120-109, to Clippers win. And then 130-120, Minnesota beats the Clippers. <sighs> Boy, yeah, it is one of those back-and-forth kind of matchups. Very entertaining game. I expect this one to be as well. I think Carl's going to step it up a bit. I, I have a feeling Wiggins is going to have a good game at the end of the day. I do. But I also think someone else, somebody like... Uh, Somebody like Tolliver, somebody like that is going to get hot. Okogie's probably going to have a decent game. I remember Rose, like healthy, not healthy, healthy, not healthy. The whole bleeping season is going to have a solid performance. Uh, Luol Deng, this was the game again. Yep, I remember this wasn't even that long ago. Like, don't you just wish Wiggins could do this? 5 of 10, 12 points, 9 rebounds, 2 steals, no turnovers. Don't you just wish Andrew Wiggins could do that? Wouldn't that be great? And then Sharich had the 7-11, the old 7-11 Sharich, like I called him, because that's a good Sharich type of game. 7 of 11, 4 of 5 from downtown. He was awesome in the game. I actually do think he's going to do well against the Clippers. And it's time for Sharich to kind of show up again and have a good game. Uh, it really is. Carl, 
didn't even play that many minutes because he ran into foul trouble. Derrick Rose stepped up in his stead and hit half of his shots. Zero three-pointers in the game, but that kind of is what it is. Taj Gibson, I expect a solid performance out of him as well. Uh, Teague was even kind of good. He missed a lot of shots. Wiggins didn't even play. I do think Wiggins will have a good game against the Clippers. I think he's going to have one of those 20-point games. We'll say something like uh, 7 of 14. I think he's going to have a solid game. 20 points, 7 of 14, maybe a six, 6 rebounds, a steal, a block, something like that. I do think Wiggins will have one of his solid little games, and it'd be really nice if he could be really consistent in that matter. Uh, I hope so. I do think Minnesota finds a way to win the game. Something along the likes of 118 to 117, something like that. And if the Clippers win, the Clippers win. Obviously, they've been playing very, very good basketball of late. They'll have played the Cleveland Cavaliers, which will be a win. The Knicks, which will be a win. So they'll have won five games in a row coming into Minnesota. They'll be their first, uh, their, their most recent loss was March the 12 versus the Portland Trailblazers. So they will be riding a five-game win streak. I think Minnesota ends their winning streak, and I guess they'll probably lose two in a row in the Clippers' case. I think Minnesota wins by one point. Very inspiring win for the Wolves wanting to end our losing streak, which would be, well, it'd be at least four, unfortunately, coming into this one. <laughs> uh, it'll be at least four, right? But uh, it's been a it's been a, t- a tough run, obviously, once again. And some players might be already be thinking about the golf course at this stage or where, they, where else they might head in the coming weeks here. Unfortunately, it's already kind of heading in that direction, sadly. Uh, Minnesota, yeah, we've lost five in a row, so... And then we would have lost six if we lose to the Memphis Grizzlies. So, pretty nasty month of March. Did beat Oklahoma City 131-120, and we finally beat the frickin' Grizzlies on the ninth. That was nice at the end of the day. You beat the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. We just never win on the road, ever. And that's why I don't have us beating Memphis. Uh, but I do have us beating the Clippers by one point in a very inspired victory. I think the Wolves will just be hungry to fry, to end the losing streak and to... Just have a good game against a team that they can beat in target center. One point victory for Minnesota. Somebody like a Wiggins. I think I do think Wiggins will contribute nicely in the game. And Minnesota comes out on top. 118-117 over the Los Angeles Clippers. Which would be a nice, solid victory. All of the Clippers games most recently were at home. So a five-game homestand for them. Then they have a four-game road, road trip, pardon me, before ending the month of March hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. Minnesota wins. With that said, Wolves go 1-1 one one this week. We'll take a quick break and get to Fan Interaction, contact details, and wrap her up. back here on Timber Wolves Explosion. Looks like it might be a shorter show today, obviously. Already only a half hour in, so and we're already at uh, segment number three, but hey, it is what it is. Less games, uh, you know, less to talk about other than, of course, those players being out, and of course, that's been an ongoing thing on and off throughout the season, and of course, all the other bad luck that we went through during the course of this time, so it's been what it's been, unfortunately. It's been a tough run for Minnesota Timberwolves during this time, so where do we stand now? Well, we're just kind of, well, hoping for the best again, looking towards the draft. No comments on the Twitter account other than uh, thank you again, Tanae and Vince Germano. Actually, it's Levi Brown and Vince Germano for retweeting the most recent show. Thank you guys very, very, very much. Uh, 
And, yep, those guys both liked my tweet about Wigan spinning around Rudy Gobert. That was in going into the final game of last week's show, where this week, again, not as active, not as talkative, and, I don't know, just kind of a sad week, unfortunately. Uh, of course, I'm not feeling my best either. And my computer actually had a blue screen, which is probably the second time in the last year or so. So it doesn't happen very often. Luckily, I had literally just saved right before I did that. I had ended segment number one and saved it. Good thing it didn't happen, say, at the end of recording it. I would have been furious and maybe canceled the show for the week because that's just, you know, I have limited time to do the show in the morning. Got to get the work done and all that. But, well, there it is. Uh, at Wolves Explosion. At Wolves Explosion is the Facebook page today. And the Facebook page for Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. And that's kind of where we stand right now. Please do join the Facebook page. Please follow the Twitter account. Would be greatly appreciated. Want to get some commentary going. I'm surprised nobody commented on the section where the three players are out for the year. I'm surprised even just a minor comment like no surprise there or probably the best for the probably the best idea going into next year, particularly for Covington and maybe for Rose if he comes back and Teague is back if we like it or not because he's probably going to opt in. Like, I don't know, it's $19 million. He's not going to get that unless he's looking for a longer term deal because it's one year remaining. This type of thing with Jeff Teague. We'll see what happens. And if he opts out, then good for us. That's $19 million off the books, which would be very nice for many, many a Timberwolves fan. Again, at Wolves Explosion for Twitter, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion would be greatly appreciated if you were to join that page at the end of the day. Would like to encourage you to join the phone lines. Join the conversation would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Somebody could hop on board and do the... Uh, Audio submission, call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Would be greatly appreciated. And then there's the Facebook page. Simply click on the Call Now button and join in the conversation that way. Basically, uh, you're going through Facebook Messenger, so it's free no matter where you're from, as long as you have some kind of Wi-Fi or cellular data connection. Of course, data rates may apply if you're somebody with limited data or whatever the heck it is, but it's just, that's how you get through. Simply, if you use Facebook Messenger, it's as simple as that. And then there's the audio submission route, which I highly recommend. There's no limit to the call as much, where like a voicemail, it's a three-minute limit. It just cuts you off, so be aware of that. The audio submission route, simply use the voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Treat it like a phone call, save it, and send it to PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an MP3 file, thanks to Converto or, of course, Zamzar.com. Very great to have those websites to my disposal. Uh, I'm more than happy to give them a free plug because they provide a free service to me so I can do this show, obviously, when somebody does call in using an audio submission. And, of course, they do charge if it's like a bigger, you know, like a bigger file. You pay a small fee. So this and that. More than worth joining on board with them. Um, The other thing to to get to, of course, I'm going to give a quick shout-out as well. Uh, Again, the Courtside Podcast, highly recommended. Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, great, great basketball podcast. On iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Podbean, highly recommended. It would show up on uh, Double Twist as well, because, but yeah, I mean, Google Podcasts is great, Double Twist is great. They all work, they all can get you going. Of course, iTunes for Apple devices, and Podbean works on both Apple and Android. So depending on which you want to use, it's there for your disposal to listen to a fantastic basketball podcast out of Australia. 
Uh, Vince Germano and Stu Benson are out of the Sydney area, and Vince Germano's out of Melbourne in the Victoria province of Australia, a bit further south from Sydney there. So, great guys, great conversation. They do not simply just favor their team and only talk about their team. They talk about the NBA. So, regardless, if it's the Clippers, if it's the Timberwolves, if it's the Grizzlies, if it's the Mavericks, which, yeah, well, there's one player you talk about there. The Knicks, you talk about one guy there too, Dennis Smith, the former Maverick, Dennis Smith Jr. At least they have that guy to work with, and maybe whoever they get this year, we'll see what happens if it's Zion. Good luck to the Duke Blue Devils. I have a pretty good feeling they're going to win the national championship again because, well, Zion's healthy. They're the best team right now, I think. And it's in Minnesota because the national, the NCAA tournament, whenever it's in Minnesota, Duke wins. Duke won it in 1992. And uh, Coach uh well, remember they were trailing Michigan at the half. They weren't playing so hot in that game, in the national championship game. They're in the Metrodome. And the Minnesota Twins had won the World Series a few months back, obviously in October of 91. So we're talking March 92 or uh, very early April, I should say. And he said, look at this locker room. These are champions here. This is a place of champions. Look at Curry Puckett, Ken Herbeck, you know, and he was pointing at all the names, Jack Morris. You know, this is the coolest thing ever to think that he was referencing our team, the Minnesota Twins, (laughs) to tell his team, hey, this is a locker room of champions here. Look at these names. They just won a championship. Now it's our turn. I mean, you guys, if you know, don't don't you guys want to be like them? And they did. And Duke won the national championship. They took out Michigan pretty handily in the second half. Duke actually had one in 1991 as well. And then, of course, they won in uh, 2002. I remember when the Final Four was in the Metrodome one last time in 1992, and Duke won that year. They were definitely the best team. They took care of business. Duke won pretty recently in 2015, if I remember correctly, and they will win this year, in my humble opinion. I wish the Golden Gophers could do it. We're in the same region as the Duke Blue Devils, so if we somehow miraculously beat... Michigan State, which would be the best ever. I'm tired of Tom Izzo now. I, I, I don't like him anymore. I used to like Michigan State. I used to like Tom Izzo. I don't like him anymore. I don't know why. He, he just bugs me. I think he's too melodramatic. He's too crazy. I, I don't like it. Ugh. Calm down, man. Seriously. He gets a little bit on his players too much, I think. I don't think I would want to play for a guy like that. Where years ago, I would have loved playing for him. Eventually, just... I don't know. Things change and you just say, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, next, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like I don't like screaming coaches. I think that's BS. I like tough coaches. I don't like screamers. Nobody really does at the end of the day. Um, so that's just my feeling of it. Maybe I'm way off and I'm a complete moron. And obviously the guy has overachieved his entire career when his team is like the eighth seed and they find a way to get to the final four. So God bless him. I have nothing against the guy. And I don't think he's a bad coach at all. I just maybe would look elsewhere. I'd probably rather play for a Coach K than him, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I think I would love Coach K, frankly, at the end of the day. I'd, I, I wouldn't mind playing for Richard Bettino as well. Uh, <laughs> the Gophers are kind of a weird program, but they're starting to come around, and it feels good. Uh, it feels really good to see them finally win an NCAA tournament game again, and hopefully good things happen. That would be pretty cool if they could continue some type of a miraculous run. That would be awesome. Uh, it wasn't a miracle that they beat Louisville. It was a mild upset. And if they beat Michigan State, though, then all bets are off. They might go to the Elite Eight. and Well, then you got to play Duke. <laughs> Probably. Unless they miraculously get knocked off by someone else, which would be really crazy. Um, but we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens indeed. Please do write a positive rating on iTunes if you could. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated as far as I'm concerned. I would love it if you could. It's very much helpful to the show. Uh, 
I appreciate some of you that have done it fairly recently. It's been a while, generally speaking, though, other than I think it was just one person super recently. Uh, anybody out there, please write a positive rating on the show. It only helps for new potential listeners, obviously. Those of you that have, though, you've really helped, and the rating is pretty solid now. I do appreciate it, but uh, the more the merrier, obviously. It makes the show more attractive to potential listeners. There's always competition in this world, and, well, if you got to compete, you got to compete, and it is what it is. So if you like the show, you want to help, that's the way to do it. Of course, calling in, uh, sharing the show, retweeting the show, but again, calling in and uh, and all that, commenting on the pages, it, it helps so much. It adds depth to the show. I miss hearing from Tanae this week. I miss hearing from Vince, Wayne, Wayne Hunt, of course. Stu Benson's always very, very welcome to the show. Um, Benny, uh, uh, what was the guy? Yeah, the guy that's disparately, uh, yeah, it's been a long time since I've heard from uh, Jules Postorino, Trish Postorino, and there's been others as well. Now I'm blanking. And, uh, you know, when you don't feel your best, you blank a bit. But, I mean, very recently, a new guy out of Australia, great guy, the last year, year and a half, love the guy. Uh, great poster as well. Got to hear from you again pretty soon. It, it would be greatly appreciated. Ongoing conversation. Um, the guy from us. Uh, you have people from uh, South Dakota as well. You have Lucas Quill and another one as well. Really appreciate you guys. Post more often, and then we can have ongoing conversations. It'd be greatly appreciated. Again, the iTunes helps as well. Um, but commenting and adding depth to the show, adding opinions to bounce off of is so, so welcome to the show. Including, hey, if you want to talk about the NCAA tournament as well, we can we can do that a little bit. I'm no super expert, but I have a pretty good idea when I see a team is probably going to win the national championship, this and that. Uh, I'm generally in the in the ballpark. Like last year, I just I was like Villanova, definitely from the get go, and they and they pulled it off. Uh, I'm tired of Gonzaga. They were a little school that just blew up at, right after we took their coach Dan Munson. and they just stayed good and they got way better. They came out of nowhere. They knocked the Gophers off in the uh, 1999 uh, NCAA tournament. Clem Haskins was, again, fired very quickly after that because the academic scandal that nullified the Elite Eight appearance in 1990, the Final Four appearance in 1997 that we remember so well around here, and a couple of NIT titles as well, nullified everything, all that academic fraud and paying teachers to, you know, pass this player to make them eligible to play. Oh, such a shame that that crap happened because, God, it was a fun time when Clem Haskins was the coach and there was all that success. So hopefully things are heading in the right direction with young Richard Pitino. He's definitely been here a, a few years now, and it's time to time to produce. And he finally got his uh, first NCAA win with the Gophers, and I'm seeing Cardinals. Okay, I thought I was seeing Robins, but still, it's cool to see Cardinals. <laughs> Cardinals are fairly rare, a male and a female Cardinal. So we have a pretty good idea what might be going on there in... Uh, Late March. <laughs> I love having a window right in front of me. I still haven't seen my first Robin. Because that was always a fun little contest every year as we head into the, the spring. And it looks like we might have a really nice spring around these parts. Those of you that live here in Minnesota and the Twin Cities and such. There's a pretty good chance that we might be in for a pretty nice spring, hopefully. As it's warming up at the according time this year. Unlike last year. <laughs> so, we'll see what happens. God bless all of you, and hope the Timberwolves have a solid week. Hopefully nobody else gets hurt for crying out loud, and enjoy the tournament, have some fun, and go Gophers, eh?